I get the notes that I'm used to. I, I do not get all the notes that I'm not used to. And I'm not changing myself. I'm I'm comfortable where I am right now. I don't need to change myself and learn new words. So well, fair enough. I'm taking yeah, I'm taking my band off right now because it's I yeah, that bad, that, that bad boy is right up on it. You, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. gonna set it on yeah. fire if you don't take that yeah. off. Jerry, uh, uh, how, how do you feel about yours? No, you hit it right on the the nose. Um, it's a little bit earthy, um, maybe like a little bit a grassy note from that earth. Uh, a little bit of like a a baker's chocolate towards the end here. Um, it was probably closer to a little bit of a dark chocolate uh, to start out. Um, woody chocolate, earthy, um, nice medium smoke. Um, I've My had what did I have? I've had the was it a one hundred seven proof hidden barn? Um, before we jumped on this, I was drinking a uh, I don't know what the proof is, but it's probably right around the one ten, one fifteen. Now the one thirty six Elijah Craig, and then I poured a little. I poured the sample of the uh, this pours on me, which is a ninety proofer, if I'm not mistaken. It's gone with all of them, um, fantastically. Um, I've had the I've had my share of the the V's as well, and yeah, uh, the Oliva G, V is uh, definitely one that stays in the humidor at all times. It's a fantastic smoke. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, that one is Nicaraguan through and through binder filler and everything. Um, the Series G is an African Cameroon ra uh, wrapper, Cuban seed Habano with a Nicaraguan Habano filler. And uh, it's a medium smoke, which I think is fantastic. If I can just interject a little bit... Um... My father, my father-in-law, they gauge the cigar and how the ash is. White ash, solid. Like, if you got like an inch and you have to like touch it a few times before you flick it, that's a well-constructed cigar. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have an inch of the sudden you're smoking and it falls on you like, like, come on. Man. It's, I want to flick it. Yeah. I'm at, yeah. what, three quarters now, and every once in a while they go over and just do a little tap-tap. Yeah, a little tap-tap. falls tap. off, it falls off. If not, I let it go. Exactly. And, and that's what, you know, like, that I learned from my, you know, with that generation. And Yeah, this, this one's how, been that, hitting yeah. right about that inch before it falls off, maybe a little bit more. Um, that burn line is Perfect. all but straight. Um, consistent thing. Perfect. We, we've been, I think we've only been recording for about an hour, an hour, give or take. Yeah. But we've been on this call for almost two, an hour and a half. And, uh, <laughs> that long? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been smoking it the whole time. I'll put it down, try the whiskeys and everything else. Um, I have not had to touch it up once. Um, mm. yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's constructed right here, real well. Yeah. And in Florida, it's like yeah, windy as shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, great I, cigar, when we great started cigar. this, I'm sitting out back and I think it was like 72, 73 degrees. We're now dipping in closer to 55 right now with the sundown. Oh, and is, that, is that cold already? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, Jerry's got a jacket on. Yeah. When yeah. we when we just when we pivoted to the Elijah Craig, I was like, let me grab a jacket just to have out <laughs> there because you never know. Um, and I'm glad it did because it it, it dipped re- once that sun went down, it dipped real quick. Um, but yeah, this cigar is pairing well with everything that we I've had so far. And and I had um. It's okay to say names or not? Can we say names or? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had the um the RY three the cigar blend. So that was I was drinking that since like four, forty-ish p.m. today. So I've been drinking that a lot. Um, but then I moved to the Logic Craig and. Oh, this is great freaking bourbon, man. Um, I this is gonna be a hit. I'm telling you, like December twenty fourth when we do the big roast. This is gonna be like the hit right here. Um, and the cigar, amazing. That this I think might be the first time I've had uh the Siri G. Um, but like I said, I I've smoked my share of of the the V series, and it, it's a damn fine cigar. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I've never had a bad Oliva ever. I've I, and this is the first time I've ever had the Siri G. I've never had a Siri V, but I have never. I've I've had plenty of other Oliva cigars, and I've got a bunch around here uh, in my various humidors. I've never had one that was bad. They're always. A perfect burn line. That's that's one of the things that I look at is in, in terms of quality cigar. If if it burns, you know, halfway down on one side, and it's, you know, if there's a ridiculous burn line, but this some bitch is about as even as it gets all the way around. And that right there just tells you that the folks that are that are making these, and you can guarantee they're handmade. Um, there's some folks in the factory sitting there rolling these with their hands. They know what they're doing, and that is. That's perfect, and that's coming that's from a skill. Yeah, it is a skill, and um, yeah. I don't. I've never talked about this on this show, but um, I've rolled a thing or two in my lifetime. It may not have always been tobacco, <laughs> um, but I have. I have rolled a thing or two in my time, and I can tell you that uh, being able to roll, some, roll something that burns this evenly from beginning to end. Now I'm I'm in the the last third of this cigar. And it is still, I've not had to touch it up. I've not had to relight it. Um, even when I thought it was out, I just had to puff on it a couple of times and it came back to life. This is a well-crafted, well-smoking cigar. Um, and, and it's, and it's not even, it's not rolled too tightly either. That's something, sometimes you find that something with a perfect burn line is rolled way too tightly. And this one is perfect. It's, it's fantastic. One of the reasons I don't like Lanceros because Lancero is such a skinny smoke, and I smoke such a bad Lanceros that I, my jaw hurts because I have to keep like, yeah, just keep it lighted. But the good Lancero is a perfect smoke. But I would say I only have like ten percent of the Lancero smoke, a good smoke. Everything yeah. else is like being like, ah, oh, I have to like light it and like I, I don't know. This is a great smoke for me. Yes, sir. And I, I, you mentioned like this is all handmade. I don't know if you guys done it and I'll explain it to the audience. 
this is not machine made. I mean, this is all from the seats that it look like um, the seats are like um, super small. Yeah. Like the plant to the grow to the cut it to the aging on the barns, and then the master blender like okay, age that one for eighteen months, and then bring it out. I got the experience. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you don't typically see that um, or hear about how what goes into making a cigar like this. And I believe it was last week, the cigar we were smoking, their website actually has like a cigar 101. And you can go through it. And there was a part of that that showed like you had the farmers growing the the, the plant. And then you had the ones that went out there and selected the the leaves that went out there. Yes. Then you had the rollers. You had the yep. this guy. You have that guy. You have the, uh, it was like a 40-step process of yes. from oh, sowing the seed to in your hand and you don't realize what actually goes into it. You, you, you see guys rolling cigars in big cities, just out there rolling them up, but you don't realize he's just one part. Like, yeah, he's one part of this huge, um, experience basically. Yeah. Um, and, and it's amazing because, um, you know, AI, I know all that, you know, we've got all this computer based world that we're living right now. This is something all handmade. I mean, there was, there is nothing, and that's why you don't see a lot of the American farmers here because of labor cost. You see a lot of Nicaragua, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Mexico, Costa Rica as well, you know. Um, but this is all handmade. Man. I, I, I've been to the factories, and, like, I'm amazed. I'm taking, like, pictures. Like, these guys, like, they they measure the draw. When they take the cigar, they measure the draw. They make sure it's not too tight. If it's too tight, they reject it. And that's what I enjoy about quality cigar. So, um, yeah. Oliva has yeah. seven different, um, offering, not brands, offering. Um, like they got the Series V, but inside the Series V, you got like three or four different ones. You got the Series O, the G, you got a Connecticut Reserve, which we did real early on in this, uh, one of our early episodes, which. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big uh, mellow cigar smoker unless it's like first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee. But that brother. one was a, a great cigar. Uh, you got a Master Blends 3, you got a Gilberto Oliva, and then the Florida Oliva. Uh, and each one of those has at least one or two inside that um, offering. So they have a ton of offerings. Yeah. Um, everything from a nice light Connecticut Reserve up to, I know the Series V isn't the boldest of cigars, but it, it's a nice bolder cigar. Um, and I can imagine that some of these uh, Master Blends or the Florida Oliva might be even a little bit more since I've never actually seen them in store. One of the things that we didn't touch on, but we tried to uh, bring to light um, and, and something that we've discovered in our experimentation with cigars and bourbon pairing and uh, Ramon, you might feel the same way. We we found that there needs to be somewhat of a juxtaposition between uh, higher proof cigars and maybe a lighter or higher higher proof whiskey and maybe a lighter yeah. cigar or uh, a darker full flavored cigar versus yep. a lighter whiskey. And I've run the gamut here. Um, again, uh, uh, this eighteen year old ninety proof Elijah Craig, a seven year old one hundred seventeen proof Old Ezra Seven. 
And then this, um, I, I don't think there's an age statement for this 92 proof Isaac Bowman port finish. And this cigar has paired well with each and every one of those proof points, which really speaks to the cigar itself. Um, because I have found that a, um, uh, a higher proof whiskey can really outshine a cigar that's too light and a, 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 a darker, heavier cigar can really outshine uh, a lower proof whiskey. Um, this one is just covering all the bases with all of those different proof points. So that, that really says a lot for this cigar itself. Exactly. And, and that's what you just, you touched it right there. I mean, do you want to have like a, a full Maduro and a full high proof bourbon? No, they, they're just not going to complement each other. Sure. So you want to have like either up, up, down. You want to have like balance. You want to taste both because you got like 121 bourbon with this cigar. It's going to be like mute each other. Mm -hmm. You want to have that balance of the, um, but I agree with you. I was drinking, I think this is, um, um, shit, this is 60.1 uh, ABV. So it's, um, so this is like 121. Yeah. What, what, yeah. So one, 122 and I'm drinking the 90 and it's, it, it pairs well. I mean, um, the fact that I keep going, I don't know if you see me, I keep going like this. I, I don't know be that guy that puts ash all over my, um, my daughter's freaking pavement here and shit. For sure. <laughs> so it's, I, I gotta keep flicking, but Look at this. I mean, it's it's just even. Again, this yep. is windy. <laughs> Where I am right now, it's freaking windy as shit, man. I can feel it. I never this freaking windy, man. I'm wearing a hat because I have um, as you know, I, I don't. I have a um, yeah. I have the nice haircut like you. <laughs> so I need to keep my skull the warm. Yeah, um, I can see the. The trees blowing in the background there. Um, I know, man. But uh, yeah, this is this is a great cigar. Um, let's move on to the beer product of the week, shall we? And we'll get to that. And that's what I, I'm listening to you guys. I'm I'm a noob, so I will um, I will get all that information from you guys because um, I trust you guys. All right. Yeah. Well, this week we went with uh, Beard Sorcery. Um, I got the sampler set and I got, um, it comes a nice little, little cardboard box here that you open up and on the inside, it has all the, um, all the notes that are expected to be found in the sense and they have different names. We've got Paladin's Might, Cleric's Charm, Cunning Rogue, Storm Warden, Druid's Mist, Dark Sorcerer, Berserker's Rage, and Inspiring Bard. Um, today, I personally went with Cunning Rogue, and the notes are Mossy Woods, Green Apple, Bourbon, and Sage, and pretty much the only things that I got out of that were Green Apple and Bourbon, um, and they were a little heavy on my hands. Once I put it in my beard, it dissipated, and I did do exactly what I wanted it to do. Um, it uh, hydrated, it nourished, um, it uh, soaked into the beard really well. It's not coming mm. off on my hands. It's not greasy. Um, the uh, the scent didn't really hang around. It's not standing up to this cigar, uh, which some scents do not do that. So it's not necessarily a 
make all or break all. It's not a prerequisite. Um, the bottom four here, Druid's Mist, Dark Sorcerer, Berserker's Rage, and Inspiring Bard all had something in the scent profile that I did not appreciate. Um, Inspiring Bard had a cedar and musk that I did not like. Um, the Berserker's Rage had a patchouli, which is not my thing at all. Um, Dark Sorcerer, I was really hopeful for. It says smooth honeycomb, fresh tobacco, and lemon zest, and I got none of those things from that particular scent. And then Druid's Mist is mint and eucalyptus, and I have been very outspoken about my distaste for both of those scents and anything beard-related. The top four, Paladin's Might, Cleric's Charm, Cunning Rogue, and Storm Warden, um, they all have different things that I did appreciate, that I did like in the scent. Uh, Cunning Rogue was my favorite. That's why I use it again today so that I could actually talk about it. Um, the products, for my money, they do what you want them to do. Um, they have uh, bottles of all of those. So if you find a scent that you like specifically and you want to continue with that product, great. Um, I don't feel like my money was wasted. I'm sure that I can find somebody that likes the four cents that I don't. That's just my personal olfactory take on that. And um, everybody's different. Jerry, how did you feel about it? Um, Yeah, same. Um, I So when we were trying to figure out which, uh, which beard product we wanted to do this week, um, I mentioned this one purely because the last couple of weeks we've been doing a lot of products with these if lack of a better words, higher end oils inside it, whether it be emu oil or ostrich oil or black castor oil, stuff like that. This one's back to the pure jojoba, argan, avocado, uh, apricot kernel, the castor, sweet almond. This one also has pumpkin seed, refined hemp seed, grape seed, and then your uh, essential oils. So it's going back to like basically the the basics, if you want to call it. Um, we haven't done that in a while, so I wanted to go back and try that out. I was actually real surprised on how um, smooth and how soft my beard felt with just, like I said, lack of a better word, basic oils that you see and everything else. Um, it did fantastic. I am going to have to disagree with Adam. The bottom four, the Druid's Miss, Dark Sorcerer, Berserker's Rage, and Inspiring Barge were my favorite four out of that bunch. Um, okay, so you can have mine. I'll send them to you. <laughs> um, I actually have Druid's Mist in, which I found out that, which is the fresh mint and cooling eucalyptus. Um, I've actually been using this one at night. Um, kind of makes me feel like I'm a, uh, it's kind of like a fresh smell. It has like a, um, a fresh barbershop smell with a little bit of that, that nice minty eucalyptus in there. Um, didn't think it would help me fall asleep, but it actually kind of did with that fresh smell. Um, and then the inspiring barge, which is the, uh, cedar musk and leather is the one that I've been using the most. I actually, I don't even think I have any more left in that one. Um, overall, very impressed by these guys. Um, and I love the, nerdy aspect of them um absolutely as myself as myself is a closet nerd um i was a nerd in high school nerd, nerd at most of college and i kind of i'm still there um still got magic the gathering and all those other 
games sitting in the closet back there that no one else wants to play anymore. <laughs> and D and all that good stuff. Um, which is what this, this brand's all about. Sure. Being that, that nerdiness and all their, all their products have that, that, uh, that character with them. Um, big fan of these guys. Um, the oils, one ounce sample. Yeah. One ounce sample for 1895. Um, right, right in line with, everything else it looks like from the pictures it has that safety cap that i don't i think it was um magnanimous had i think they had the safety cap as well yeah this looks like it has the similar safety cap so it looks like you got to push down and twist kind of like the uh, medicine bottles um so if you're like adam and don't read um that's probably what it looks like um but I've had no issues with this stuff. My, like I said, my beards felt amazing. Um, decent prices. They got they got the beard oil, beard balm, a beard cream. Uh, you got your mustache wax, your your beard and wash restore, um, all their scents. Then they also have your combs, your brushes, your your trimmers, and uh, what they call a beard mask. Um, so we all remember back in 2020 when we had to wear a mask, they came out with a mask that covered your beard. Yeah. Um, Let so, me ask yeah. you, um, and I hope you guys invite me in the next uh, six to seven months because uh, in January, I want to be like, um, of course, not like you guys because I don't have a full beard, but I have scruffy hair. So um, the scented oils impact your um the tasting of the bourbon because um if you have like a scented um beer mm -hmm. how, how does it impact your the aroma of the whiskey compared to um it, uh, and it, yeah if you can you know so uh, uh, yeah. if it, it will impact depending on how um old the scent is with these the okay. scents aren't that that um what's the word they're not that fragrant they're they're oh, there okay, okay. Uh, but they're yeah. not overpowering there's been some oils that and some some butters and oil, and balms that we've used that you put it in at 7 a.m and you're still smelling it the next morning like you just put it in um these are, are nice and light yeah. um they, they stick around for a couple hours but you got to search for them um but if you put it in the morning before you go to work or or whatever, yeah. by the time you get home from work and, and finish dinner or whatever, 99% of the the oils and waxes and stuff, you're really – the scent's not there. So it's not going to yeah. impact it. Now, if I was to put one of these in my beard right now and then go to smell and taste this whiskey, it's going to be completely off okay. because so, that um, scent's going to be there. Yeah, and and that's the reason. Like I'm, again, I'm gonna do it. The envious you guys, you guys have like a freaking glorious beer. Um, <laughs> I only have like one little thing right here, so we only use like a big wax because yeah. um, I mean it's so close to my nose that if I put anything, yeah. it's gonna impact on the aroma that I taste. So um. Yep. So hopefully you can buy me in the next 
six, seven months, when I have uh, maybe like a, maybe like a scruffle here. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, I mean, would never have you, yeah, a full beard like you guys, but oh. I want to have uh, something that I, I could talk to you guys like, okay, I'll put this on. I mean, it's like amazing. So, well, here's the thing about beard oil yeah. that a lot of people don't realize is that they're they're generally made if they're made properly they're made from all natural products that you can use on your skin you can use okay. on your head you can use in your hair and you can use the, on, on the hair on your head if you have any which i i clearly yeah. don't you could use them in the hair on your chin um you've got you've got quite a nice goatee going on there um and uh you i do want to have a beer like i mean not as glorious as you guys but uh some hair here sure but i mean yeah you've got enough hair on your face minus yeah. if, if you take your mustache out of the equation which you yeah. could use it in your mustache as well but yeah. down here where you've got your goatee you could use these oils um and then again like i said you can use them on your skin just your your regular skin as a, as a skin yeah. conditioner as well they're usually made um with a what's called a carrier oil so it'd be something like avocado oil or a uh, almond oil or or something of that nature and then for the scents it's uh, uh um essential oils okay uh, which are distilled from plants generally yeah okay yeah. um and uh that is done through a actual distillation process you can buy a still on amazon and use that for distilling essential oils in your home um and that's perfectly legal to do that and you buy just a, it's it's an actual still that you could use to make liquor um, but you can use it legally to make essential oils. And um, that's generally what is done um, for, for beard oil. So you, but um, there's a lot of these products that we have reviewed on here that have lines for women for their hair. Um, they have yeah. scents that they use for that lavender and, and these types of things that women would find more pleasing. Um, and uh, you don't have to have a beard to use beard oils um, as, 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 you know, antithetical as that may sound. Um, generally what we look for, part of what we look for when we review a beard oil is how does it make your skin feel? Um, oh, I've okay. used, I've used beard oils meant to condition and soften my beard and scent my beard in a pleasing way. And it made my skin feel terrible. It made it burn. Um, it got, into my pores and clogged them up and it made the, the, the hair follicles and the pores on my face actually painful. Um, and I've had, um, other beard oils that did not that. And that's what you look for. Does it condition your beard? Yeah. Does it make it feel soft? If, if you're like, when I wake up in the morning, if I haven't been using a beard oil the day before, cause sometimes I'll go a couple of days without simply because I want to put nothing on my face for a while. Um, or I just don't want to mess with it. Um, my beard feels wiry. And so I'll put some beard oil in, in the morning after I shower and, you know, within an hour or so it feels soft. Um, does it come off on my hands or are my hands glistening after, uh, after it's been in my beard for about an hour or so, if I do this, you know, if I play with my beard, are my hands now glistening with oil? Because that's a sign that it's not absorbing into the hair itself. Um, and you don't, you don't want that. Um, and so, you know, does it clog your pores? Does it clog your hair follicles? Um, do you find the scent pleasing? The scent is really the, um, the last thing that you look for because 
if you have a beard, if you have facial hair, if you're using these products, you're looking for utilitarian. Uh, you, you're looking for the utilitarian aspect of it. Does it serve a purpose? Does it do the things that it, that a beard oil should do? Does it soften your beard? Does it condition the skin under? Does it do those things? And then you look for the scent underneath. So a lot of times we'll find products like these. I mentioned the four on the bottom, the the, the bottom four here in this sample pack that I, I didn't like the scents, but I could use those and it would still serve a purpose. It would still do exactly what you want the beard oil to do. And the utilitarian aspect of it is what you're paying for. The okay. scent is the, is the afterthought. So um, everything in this box would serve the purpose. So if I had bought bottles, full bottles of each and every one of these, I could still use the ones with the scents that I don't necessarily appreciate, but I would still get the purpose served. It would still condition my skin. It would still condition my beard. It would still make it soft. It, none of them would clog my pores. It would just, I would have a scent in my beard that I didn't necessarily enjoy. So um, that's the aspect. And the thing is, is that conditioning the skin, I mentioned that several times, you can use that as a, as a, condition the skin on your face after you shave like you shave the sides of your face right there if you didn't want to use aftershave which has alcohol in it which is very astringent and not good for your skin if you wanted to use this to condition your skin after yeah. that would be a much better alternative to using aftershaves and things like that and especially because okay. there are products out there companies out there that make um beard beard oils that have a cologne aspect to them, which is what a lot of people are looking for with aftershaves. Well, you could buy these beard oils with the cologne aspects to them and it will condition your skin instead of dry it out and still have that cologne aspect, still give you that scent that you're looking for. And that would be a much better and, and more preferable uh, alternative to actually using a, you know, something that's going to dry your face out. Okay. Um, yeah. So when I go to, when I go to my barber, um and he'll clean up the lines and all that stuff he's he knows me he'll he'll put beer. first couple times he's like you want aftershave like right it's like go for it whatever is what i've you always heard um and then one day he's like you, you want to use beard oil instead of aftershave i go sat there for a second thought i'm like essentially it's the same thing minus the alcohol yeah. Um, so I did that and, um, it, it just feels better. Uh, the alcohol okay. feels like it sits on the, on the face. Kind of like when you, you, you use hand sanitizer, you kind of feel that at least for me, you kind of feel it on your hand, it dries it out. Um, the beard oil didn't, it, it's, it stayed nice and, and clean and whatnot. But uh, another thing that a lot of people don't realize because people get beard oils for the scent is I want to say all companies, most companies, so not all have a um a scent free beard oil uh so it just has the carry oils with no essential yeah. oils to it does the same thing just doesn't smell it might smell a little bit like a maybe like an avocado oil or or something like that depending on what their carrier blends are but um for the most part there's no scent to it so that'd be something to look yeah. at for you if you wanted to um, Shameless plug right here. Um, hopefully, you can invite me back um, into your into this um, the next seven months. 
So I want to have grown a beer and I want to decide. <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, Will you let us know when you're ready and we'll make yeah, sure to get you on the schedule? Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm such a noob on this. I mean, like, I got a scruffy here. I mean, scruffy here. I mean, it's, uh, that's the thing my wife said, you got to shave, you got to shave because my hair is like <laughs> everywhere. But I don't have the right product. So, I mean, that that's what it is. I don't have it the will right help. products. It will yeah, help. Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely, if you guys invite him back in seven months or eight months from now, I'm going to have um, some hair besides my goatee. Um, I'll be more a better subject matter expert. <laughs> Well, like I said, big, uh, yeah. you'll you'll know when you're ready better than we will because you'll know like you you're growing the hair out of your face. So you let us know yeah. when you're ready, and we'll have you back on. Absolutely. Oh man, I I, I definitely take that to heart, yeah. man. I'm definitely yeah. going to reach out to you guys again. Do that. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, and there are other products too, like you mentioned that your hair's going everywhere and whatever. You know, obviously, Ooh, you, you use the wax. Um, yeah, but generally, you, you know, what you, I do yeah. is like, you know, I don't, I don't mess with the mustache waxes anymore because I can't nail down that awesome curl like you've got going on. Um, I just can't make. I'm it blushing work. right now. You don't and, see I'm blushing right now. <laughs> uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, but, Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, what I do is I'll take beard oil and put it in the palm of my hand, and I'll actually put it on my fingertips and rub it on the skin all around where my beard grows and then actually on the hairs of my beard i will um i'll use beard balm which is a mixture of oil and wax and uh that adds a degree of control but it also gets that oil into the hair as well so yeah um that's i mean that's just my own personal way of doing it um and so uh there are other things out there that you can use for control clearly um but um, there's a lot of good products out there. There's a lot of good companies out there. We've got a a, a friend. Um, he's uh, on Instagram. He's Ken Wisconsin. It's hard to say. It's re- it's a mixture of Ken and Wisconsin. It's really hard for me to say anyway. Uh, he's got a great YouTube channel. Um, he's been doing this for a long time. I've known him for 30 years, something like that. Um, he, he's He's got a lot of good education out there. I encourage you to check him out. Especially, oh, yeah. uh, you know, somebody that might be a beginner to these types of products. And of course you can reach out to us as well. Um, you know, uh, you speaking specifically to Ramon or to anybody that might be hearing our voice, yeah. you guys can reach out to us as well. And we'd be glad to give you our opinion or, or help you lead you along or, or point you in a direction. Um, specific, as with Ken, um, because Ken really, he really knows the thing. Um, he's got a beard that's about as long as mine. Um, it's hard to judge when you only see him on camera. I haven't seen him in uh, a long time since we were in high school. Um, but uh, it's it, it looks like our beards are pretty close in in length. Um, but uh, my, mine looks mine probably looks a little thicker than his does because mine's black and and he's got blonde hair. So uh, <laughs> and it, I mean, you know, just the way that it is. Um, but he 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 knows a thing or two, so I, I encourage everybody to check him out. He's been a guest on this show. Uh, he was actually our first guest, as a matter of fact. So, um, but uh, I've not had a drink in a little bit. So, um, if you guys are ready, 
I'm ready. Unfortunately, uh, I, I've been dozing this one for a while. Yeah, unfortunately, Ramon doesn't have this, but uh, let's move I on. Have that one on me. And holy shit, yeah. um, that is so. Before we get into the nosing and the and the the palettes and all this, uh, Paul actually sent this to us, and unfortunately, Paul isn't here with us tonight. But Paul does have this bottle, so you know. I'm gonna reach out to Paul, man, because yeah. that Costa Rica trip—that's bullshit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're saying. It was it supposed to be fell a company into his trip. Lap at the last minute, ah, fucking it. Yeah, Costa Rica. He's kind of fishing over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, see the yeah. jungles and shit. Yeah, he's on his way back right now. But uh, you know, um, that's pretty. That's a pretty badass thing to just fall into your lap. Um, I know. Yeah. But yeah, Paul sent this to us. This comes from Ross and Squib. Um, we talked about this earlier um, when when we were talking about old Ezra, the merger between Lux Row and MGP uh, that became Ross and Squib after that merger. Uh, this is Seven Sons Straight Rye Whiskey. It is malted with 100% Heartland grains, and I have no idea what the fuck that means. Um, this is another <laughs> 90 proof, um, and this has a great nose. I just right off the bat, I'm getting, I'm getting those. Um, Oh shit! What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I said this a couple episodes ago, where I was like uh, the oh, um, kind of like a meat sauce nose on it almost, and a, a purple bank sucker, if that makes oh. any sense. Um, but it's a uh, man that smells good. I'm just gonna go ahead and have some. Jerry, where are you getting on the nose there, buddy? Got a little bit of uh of licorice, as to be expected from uh, a rye from. MVP. Um, but then I'm getting like um what are those? The um those peach rings. What say it again? Those, that, that, those peach ring candies. Yeah. Peach ring. Have you ever yeah. had those? It's a yeah, it's a it looks like a, a big gummy lifesaver, but they're peach flavored. Really? Yeah, you can get them. Usually you can find them in gas stations. They come in a clear bag yeah. with a red uh uh band across the top that's been stapled and then they just they yeah. hang there you know what i mean like they oh, they're, okay okay they're like oh they're cheap candy yeah they're cheap candy but <laughs> they're cheap. it's a nice nice floral nose the rye spice is there um yeah a little bit of that licorice in there or anise whatever you want to call it um it's funny you mentioned licorice anise I can relate to anise. Licorice for me is is hard to get. Really? I could, I, yeah, I know because it's a, anise for us is um, the Spanish culture. We use anise. Um, the licorice, oh. not as much, man. Is uh, I could relate to anise, not licorice. licorice is gross. Yeah. <laughs> Black licorice is gross. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know how people eat that shit. Ugh. I don't either. Full disclosure, bro. I don't either. Full disclosure. <laughs> I don't either. They're they're braver than I am because that shit's gross. Yeah. But um, but if you go to um, I'm I'm not in my home. I'm at my daughter's house right now, and you go over there, you can find the anise stars. 
because oh, really? we use Anis. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we can use Anis okay. stars. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's what I'm used to. Anis, Anis what, is something that I'm used to. What do you use those for? What are they? What What exactly are they? How are they involved? We, yeah, we make it like a either, um like a um like a dish. Like um, let me say, what dish are we use Anis a lot? Um, believe it or not, is sugar, Anis, and rum. So it's almost like a, a, a um, digestive. Okay. So we, yeah, so we use that as a very, like you put a cinnamon stick, you put anise, you put rum, and we use it like a digestive. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, um, yeah. And we also cook with uh, anise a lot. Um, the Cuban culture borrow a lot from the Spanish culture, and they use a lot of the anise um, okay. and, and our flavor. So Anise stars. I don't know if you have, have you seen the anise star. Yes, sir. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I my daughter has, I is extremely right now has a, one part of anise star. Okay. So, um, okay. We use that a lot. So, but licorice is something for us is new. For um, again, I, I'm not. I'm an immigrant, so it's very new to us. So, anise I can relate to. I don't. I do get the anise, but I don't get the licorice on the nose. How how's the palate for you, Jerry? Delicious. Mm hmm. Absolutely, I can taste the malt. I can. I mean, it's almost like a. Um, it's almost like a scotch made out of rye. If that makes any sense at all. Wow. For me. Um, you gotta hook our brother up, man. You gotta hook yeah, my brother up, right? Yeah, now. it's now it's it's not there's there's no peaty aspect to it. Oh, it's a it's, a, it's like a it's like a non peated scotch made out yeah. of rye whiskey. If that makes any sense, we we are we are Highland, we are Highland fan. Yeah. <laughs> no, mm -hmm. we are we don't we don't like the peat and smoke. Don't like the peat, huh? No, don't like the peat, man. No, screw it's something that, that um. <laughs> uh, what did you say? Say it again. I said, screw that, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Highlands. I like the Space Sides. Amen, brother. Highlands, Amen, brother. Amen, brother. I don't understand it. I have like friends like, oh, the Pete. Like, oh, okay, right, whatever. Yeah, I don't like thing. the Pete. Not, not my thing. thing. But this and, is this this is we'll have to make sure that uh, uh, we can we can get you a sample of this. Um, oh, my own means. I, I'll DM you later on my uh, my info. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll see You'll, you. Yeah, so I'm also like done with that uh, the V, bro. I was um, getting to the number. Yep, yep. I'm uh, mine's out. Mine's out. Uh, what were you gonna say, Jerry? I would say this. I believe is one of those uh, total wine um, labels. Uh, yep, it's a spirits direct it total bucks. wine. Right it's now, twenty seven ninety nine at mine. Um, yeah, that's what it is here. Twenty seven ninety nine. Says it's a bold, ninety proof Indiana rye aged at a minimum of four years. So, total wine saying it's at least four years. Um, it's a straight rye whiskey from Lawrenceburg. Um, other than that, I really didn't see much about it. Um, you you think of a rye whiskey from MGP, you think of the ninety five five. I really don't get the ninety five five aspect out of this one. Um, maybe it's the what's that other one they got? Uh, the fifty one forty nine like uh smoke wagon uses, um, or maybe it's the fifty one 
barely legal with corn and and malted barley. I don't know. It doesn't taste like a 90. At least to me, it doesn't taste like a 95.5. No, it doesn't to me either. Um, and that's probably the malt. Uh, most 95.5 rise out there don't have anything to do with a malt. I'm sure there's some here and there, but the ones that I've had at least don't necessarily have the malt. Um, that's why I'm thinking it's, it, it might be that 51 rye, 49 malted barley that they got going over there. The, um, it, you might be right about that. Um, the, um, the bottle itself, I mean, that, that, that label is fucking awesome. Um, it's got a, got a real old school finish to it. Um, and, um, and it's not exactly, uh, expense. I mean, 30 bucks. It's, it's not a bit expensive. Um, but, it's you know it's a square square bottle. Um, I, I, it's hard to hard to describe because I'm terrible with words, but it is a very nice looking, very very pleasing bottle. Um, and I'm gonna run out and grab one real soon. So this is some good shit. And uh, yeah, uh, Ramon, the let bottle me almost. Re- I'm sorry. Go bottle ahead. almost reminds reminds me of like a squatted a uh, heaven's door, or uh, yeah, I can uh, see that. Taller, thinner version of um, uh, Blood Oath, the squarish yeah. bottle. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Blood Oath. Um, so, Ramon, I'll, I'll share my screen here, and you can see what it looks like. Um, yeah, it's um, it reminds me of an old school apothecary bottle from way back in the day when you had the. Um, oh my god! Yeah, you know the the way back here in, here in the states, way back in the day, or I mean, even in. Europe and, and probably uh probably some some other countries as well. Like some you'd see a, a snake oil salesman yeah uh, selling his bottles in. Um the the label, the bottle style, all of it. It's a really nice bottle. Um yeah. Like I said, um uh $27.99, same as as Jerry. Uh definitely something I'm gonna run out and grab, which is Saying something because if it's a ninety proof that catches my attention because I like the higher proof stuff that that really yeah. says something. Um, this is some good shit. Exactly. Yeah. And again, no, Ramon, if, you, if you'll get your address to me, I will make sure you get some once I go grab that bottle. It'll be a couple yeah, weeks. I, I definitely get you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll make sure yeah, to get you just... a couple samples of some um, Elijah Craig barrel proof sent down your way. It won't be the C nine twenty three. But it'll be <laughs> it'll be some more Elijah Craig barrel proof coming your way at least. Um, yeah, that's C nine twenty three, man. It's uh, water, ever elusive. Yeah, um, but we'll eventually I'll come across some of that, and I'll make sure you get some of that too. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Yeah, this, this is definitely one I'll I'll end up picking up down the road. Um, but like we talked about earlier when we talked about the Elijah Craig about the ice cubes and stuff like that. Um, like I said, it, it's, it's in the mid fifties now. My glass is cold. The whiskey's been sitting out here all day. It's a little bit cold. So it what feels is it? like it's, it's 50, been a little bit. It's 50 in Jacksonville. It's probably it's like 57, 55. Ah, 55. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a little bit, a little bit chilly. No, you can say fuck. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, um, there's, there's so, no filtration so my, on this show. So yeah, no, not at all. So my glass has been sitting outside this whole time. The 
the sample bottle's been out here, so it's a little bit the nose is there, but the palate feels like it's a little bit muted because of the coldness. Um, yeah, but from what I can smell and taste, it it's it's a fantastic whiskey. Um, ninety proof rye from MGP, um, for sub thirty bucks. Um, That's amazing. It's it's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, I'm really impressed with this. It's something that I'd never heard of before. Uh, thankfully, yeah. Paul, um, Ramon, you would like him a lot. He's um, he's that guy that ventures outside his comfort zone. And a lot of, you know, he, I mean, he, like, I, I think Jerry and I both do too, f to an extent, but, but Paul really reaches out there and, um, Paul lives in Maryland. So he's got access to some really, really good rise. And, uh, Paul is our resident rye expert. So Paul, Paul, I, th I think if, if you had to put a label on us all, I've been drinking bourbon since I was 19, I'm 40. So I've been drinking it for a long, I've been drinking bourbon longer than Jerry, um, Jerry's definitely the rum expert. He's got access to some great rums down there in Florida. Paul's got access to all the good rye, and uh, if Paul had to choose between bourbon and rye, he's going to pick rye every time because that's really that's just his thing. And then you know, I live in Kentucky, and uh, I've been yeah. drinking bourbon, like I said, for bourbon, yeah. in twenty one years of my life, more than half of my life, I've been drinking bourbon. Um, Paul, he sent us this rye because he knows good rye. Um, Paul is definitely the resident rye expert on this show. Um, and if, if, and even with bourbon rums, anything, if Paul tells you that you're going to like it, chances are, you're going to like it. We were talking about anise earlier. Yeah. I hate absinthe, but he sent me a absinthe made by Neely family, which, which make the hidden door. And mm -hmm. that shit changed my mind about absinthe. That is good absinthe. Really? Yes, it did. It it was really, it was really, really good. And if I can get my hands on a bottle of that, and and I gave away, I had a bottle of absinthe that uh, my older brother gave to me um, as a as a gift for being in his wedding, and it was just disgusting. And I couldn't like, you know, I mean, I appreciate the thought, but it was gross. He wanted to get me something I didn't already have, and I've got so many bourbons around the house he didn't know what else to buy so um um it was it was gross so i, I gave that bottle away but i will go out and find a bottle if i can get a, my hands on a bottle of this neely family just uh uh absinthe i absolutely will it was really good so uh paul's just got that palette um it's just you know he, he's got a palette for everybody um <laughs> you know you've got people that generally have a palette oh well so like jerry doesn't like elijah craig for the most part, Ooh, uh, fuck. <laughs> but he, he, so Jerry doesn't, Jerry doesn't like most of the heaven Hill lineup. Um, oh, okay. I'm yeah. a very big fan of heaven Hill. So like, you know, very compartmentalized Paul's palette pretty much covers everybody um, for the most part. So if Paul tells you that something's good, there's a good chance you're going to like it. And okay. I'm very appreciative to Paul for sending this to us and opening my eyes to this, uh, to this brand. I'm a big fan of MGP and I've never had anything that MGP does or has been involved with that I didn't like. So I will be seeking out this bottle. And again, I'll make sure that you get some of that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that that pretty much does it for another episode of bourbon beards and Belvedere's. Um, make sure to check out all these products. As always, you're going to look at Elijah Craig.com. Um, you're going to be looking at olivacigar.com 
and beardsorcery.com as well as rossandsquib.com for uh, this week's This Pour is on me or This Pours on me. Um, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. We're on TikTok. Um, I can't remember the handles right now, but they'll be posted in the post itself. Jerry, what is the Beacons page again? Beacons.ai forward slash bourbon beards and belvedeers. Um, we also have that uh, YouTube that you didn't say, but we'll be getting on there soon. Um, and we got a couple uh couple things coming down the pipeline that might get some uh some listeners involved. Uh, we got to hash some things out first. Um, but uh, we're trying to get on Instagram Live. Trying to do it. Tw- yeah, Instagram Live, man. That's let's let's do that. We're 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 trying to do it at least twice a week or twice a week, yeah. twice a month. Uh, if not every week, uh, it's a little bit hard with all of our schedules, but um, we're gonna try to do it at least twice a month. Um, ideally once a week. Um. We got some things coming down the the pipeline that uh we gotta hash out a little bit and uh should be exciting exciting times coming up uh in the new year. Perfect. And I thank you very much for the bottom of my heart to invite me to this. I love this. I mean, this is my first one, and uh, I love it. Thank you guys. Well, thank, you, thank you. Thank you for for, uh, for welcoming. Yeah, no, thank you guys. I mean, this has been great, man. And uh, you can, and you can then, guarantee a a. a an invite again. So Jerry, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say, don't, don't forget to check out Ramon's uh, Instagram. He does a bunch of uh cigar and whiskey uh, and cocktails, uh, like reviews and pairings and all that That's stuff. Right. That's right. Uh, no, thank you, brothers. I appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So until next week, cheers. Cheers guys. Cheers. Urban Beards and Belvedere's is produced by Adam Bolden, Paul Rousseau, and Jerry Ullman. Editing by Adam Bolden. Music by Ryan Johnson. You can find the links to all our social media accounts on our website at bourbonbeardsandbelvedere's.com. As always, enjoy your bourbon and cigars responsibly. Cheers. Cheers.